This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast. I didn't talk like that the whole time. I talked totally normal, and then I went into radio broadcast mode. Our weekly look into the Se- our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC nerdy soccer culture fan outrage. I'm so bad in an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league, not funded by foreign royalty yet, MLS. Hi there, we're your hosts from Mornings on 107.7 and I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at CenturyLink Field, Brandon from the internet. Hello. Hi, it's good to be back. You can do us a, a huge favor and hop online and leave us a comment about the pod. We want to know what your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. You got one? Uh, do I have a favorite player yeah, ever? Yeah. Oof. Um, Brad Evans, sh- love yeah, it. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan McCormick. Just pop on there and let us know who it is, and we'll maybe talk about it on one of the upcoming podcasts. This week, it's the This Time Will Be Different, Sounders FC taking on the Ohio has two teams now, Cincinnati FC, FC Cincinnati? FC Cincinnati, I don't know what it is. Does not matter. Does not matter. FCC? Oh, no. That's oh, right. that's, it's yeah, I know, it is FCC, that's we're, right. We're <laughs> taking on Ajit Pai in a battle for, <laughs> the, it doesn't even matter, the season doesn't fully start until July Cup. Right. I'd say the preseason doesn't end until July Cup. I, I don't know. It's uh, kind of like a glass half, sure. when are you bad? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Welcome back to the pod. We took a uh, winter off. Did you do anything exciting this winter, Brandon? Uh, no, I just worked a lot, man. Yeah? I did. I did. That's uh, what you told me. I did play in the snow. Yeah? I did play in the snow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Sounders when, went to Tucson and got out of the uh, crap weather here for a while, but God, they're posting pictures from being in the pool and like, uh, yeah, and playing California, and trying I'm to like... head the ball back and forth and do a or no, they were doing like the pool floaty races across the uh, across the pool. That looked pretty fun. I was actually, I actually felt badly for them because like those kind of like forced team right teamwork things are kind of like <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they're kind of corny. <laughs> it, at the same time, this is a bunch of guys who haven't done anything since college except for hang out with a bunch of guys sack so. tapping each other <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> exactly what did you what did you do this uh this off season i honestly have no idea um <laughs> i've got a 18 month old i my my brain doesn't i get up at three in the morning i don't it's all just rushing on by yeah it's just like i should start digging literally start digging my grave because i feel like i'll be in it before <laughs> i even recognize it you know what i you know what actually i did do this this uh off season no is i started to play soccer uh <laughs> and just you know because i wanted to get a feel for you know i played when i was a kid and stuff and, yeah. and have been a fan for forever but um when i went I wanted to go out and start playing, so I got a bunch of my friends, and we all started playing. And then it wasn't until a bunch of and all my friends, like my prerequisite, that I I couldn't have anybody who was actually good at soccer come play because like we know we're bad and it's cool if we're all bad and it's just like this general understanding. Yeah. So we didn't invite anybody who's you know played in 
high school or above, <laughs> basically. How many people are we talking about? Uh, well, five. And then the other day we went to Magnuson Park and played with a bunch of dudes. How are you gonna play soccer with five people? Uh. Well, six sometimes. I don't know. We just again, we're real bad, so it doesn't matter how many you're playing. Is there another team, or do you just like set up cones? No, if or? there was another team, uh, we wouldn't be able to do anything. So it's really just us seeing how far we can be away from the goal and still make it in. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I have a new appreciation for how bad the Seattle Sounders are for the first half of their season every year. <laughs> You guys going to come good by July, you think? Is that what's happening? <laughs> oh, not us. No, absolutely not. <laughs> well, this is fun. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, It feels like uh, the season has snuck up on us so badly. Like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we're, like, talking soccer again. And I'm like, what? Oh, boy. Hold on. I just screwed something up. Mm-hmm. Did I just lose me? Oh, you're back. I'm back. Hey! Welcome back to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I feel like it's... um. It's uh, not time for soccer season no, yet. it doesn't seem like it. Like, I watched the Prem the whole time, but they play over the Boxing Day and the winter, and there's 800 games, and that's fun. But Maybe that's why it seemed like the break wasn't very long, is because we I played Snowmageddon. Really... Like, it, like, yeah, messed everything up, weird. dude. Yeah, it's so weird for it up here. Anyway, that's, yeah. um... I don't know. No, I, I mean one one moment we're all raging about what sponsors on the front of the jersey, and the next moment the, the guys are on the field playing with jerseys you bring up a and i said we all and i mean a lot of people i don't think in this room we really give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> i mean fair i uh you know i attended that jersey launch on behalf of the full 90 extra time podcast <laughs> they were they were kind of salty with me it was really interesting we're going some, global some stuff that you did on the that are on our uh, twitter page that i think they were a little salty with me for some reason i was like <laughs> yo slow your roll half the time when i'm tweeting from full 90 extra time on twitter yeah. follow us at full 90 extra time nice i think uh i think people think they're interacting with you <laughs> and if they knew it was me they'd be like ah we don't i don't want to talk to this guy <laughs> whatever you're good man i hope they just think they're interacting with the pot i think it's funny because three days later i see what's happening and then i'm like hey <laughs> Hey, you guys, I'm chiming in now, too. And no one responds, and it's, like, lost on deaf ears. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I went to the went to the kit launch. Yeah. They announced this big new partnership. They're dumping Xbox uh, from the front of the jersey. And, you know, I, I would actually get annoyed with the Xbox ones when they would do, like, the special one. Forza 9 right, or whatever. Yeah. I'd be like, get out of here. <laughs> or the one that said Xbox, and then underneath it is said Xbox One X. And... <laughs> In my mind, I couldn't stop. It was like kind of like saying the word banana. You could keep going with nana, nana, yeah, nana, nana. Adding some A's <laughs> Xbox One, Xbox One, X, X One, X, Xbox One, One, yeah. X. Yeah. yeah, so I, I don't know. I guess I took it for granted how cool that is of a sponsorship. We don't have some like multi-level marketing thing that's like doing a pyramid scheme. On shout our, out to FC Dallas. Yeah, shout, shout out. Shout out to LA Galaxy. Yeah. Shout out to RSL. <laughs> yeah, so we don't have that. We're not one of those dumb teams. And then... They announced this like local partnership. It's like a business friend of Adrian Hanauer's, and they're tying up Zulily. Yeah, and like the, the the initial response was like, it looks like someone took a paintbrush and wrote some dumb word on the front of a. And like, I think most people were like, "What the hell is a Zulily?" And then there was other people who were like, "That's a brand for women." Yeah, and then that like makes everyone mad, obviously. Yeah. and then. You know, they were like very clear. They're like, well, we're trying to grow a brand that has been for women and children. Um, we're trying to grow that into a brand for everybody. Right. And I think Seattle's smart by being like, they have lots of money and don't murder people. So like, we're going to take it. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always implied. And so, 
here they are. Like at the there's no soccer news, and everyone's just waiting for Seattle to be bad at the beginning of the season. And so right. like let's get preemptively mad about something. And then you see him take the field for the first time wearing the rave green zoo lily kit, and it like and you do not notice. Don't even care at yeah. all. Yeah. Like it didn't like. I, it took me like 40 minutes into a match to be like, oh, hey, <laughs> that's right. That, that's the thing we're all supposed to be mad right. at. So hopefully everyone is like calmed down and could be like extra angry. By the time this pod comes out there, uh, it'll be just in time for the third kit to come out right. again. Which as far as we know and, and what we understand, at least from the leaks that we've heard of and then made a mock-up based off of, and which is why the Sounders are salty with you, the third kit's going to be black and pink, which is a girl color. How could they put that on a men's <laughs> soccer team? Oh, rage mad. So angry at women. Um, I think uh, if it looks anything like what you... Mocked up. Yeah, I think it'll look... Totally dope. It's dude. pitch black, but in, it's the pitch black kits, which were the most Huge. famous kits in Sounders yeah. history. Um, and the green, it wasn't really even a green. I mean, it was, but it was like it was, a neon yeah, green. It was like on highlighter it, right? yellow almost. Yeah. Like highlighter green. Yeah. And so if people are going to get mad about this, you know, I, I get it. I, I kind of get it. Like pink is whatever. But you look at some of the biggest clubs in the world Real Madrid, Manchester United, Juventus, like the, their secondary kits are half the time not even one of their regular colors hey what's the current secondary kit the blue one for for the sounders yeah Pacific uh, blue? no it's the you got heritage white is the is the third which right. do you think that they would have named it the heritage white <laughs> during the presidential election <laughs> you know what we're looking for is a traditional white <laughs> Uh, and, and you know what? At the end of the day, uh, going down that rabbit hole for a second, not the political one, but the uh, the white kit one, yeah. is at least the kit that we're going to be coming out with is not like a Hanes t-shirt, a white Hanes t-shirt with the club's crest slapped on it, like half the league right now. Every New Jersey that you see coming out across the league is, is basically Adidas going, oh, this would be cheap to make. Oh, people are so mad that they're not going to do long sleeve jerseys yeah, anymore. Yeah. Hey, just get a long sleeve shirt and then put the jersey over it. Yep. If the only people that should be mad about that are the players that have to play. We're going to have listeners showing up wearing like collared button up shirts with a jersey over it. Like, is this what you want, Greg? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> Who did that recently? I was watching somebody where they had their jersey over like their work clothes. Oh, I wish my wife was here. She would know. It was. Yeah, the screen just went off. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> go look at Brandon's face like, the screen! The screen went off! I'm like, yeah, this other one's recording. So uh, hi. Just so everybody knows, this is like the first time that Gregor and I have podcasted in the same room and like... To, to borrow a phrase that you used earlier, that's borrowing a phrase, <laughs> it's from the crap part of Snowho. <laughs> if you listen to another podcast, you might know what that is. But yeah, we're actually in Snohomish in my home studio. Yeah. Um, got the second microphone going and here we are. Some new equipment. We'll see how it all works out. Right. Yeah, we usually do this uh, over the internet and make yeah. that happen. So. And it works half uh, the time. My friend Brian always buys a long sleeve kit he like likes that i'm a tall person as some may know i'm six six and so long sleeve kit is like a, a kid wearing a hand-me-down shirt like it doesn't quite go to my wrists mm -hmm. and so i look ridiculous in it so i don't care at all that we're missing him but if i was on the field playing in minnesota in you yeah. know march i would want that long sleeve and then i would wear a thermal underneath that yeah. still so yeah. whatever that's dumb it's so much 
nonsense over the jerseys. Right. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so we're looking at a 2019 season about to kick off here on right. Saturday against FC Dallas. Can you please confirm that for me? Is against it, FC Cincinnati. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, it's yeah. close enough. The yeah. FCC, we're playing... Yeah. <laughs> against the Ajit Pai. <laughs> I, hear, I bet you he is terrible. <laughs> you know how small he is compared to those coffee mugs? <laughs> it's, it's, like it's really hard for him to run around a soccer field with a large Reese's Pieces coffee mug in his hand. I wonder what it's, what's in there. <laughs> I assume it's chocolate milk. Do you think that that guy would get red card? Do you, uh, no, he wouldn't. I don't think soccer players give a sh- about <laughs> net neutrality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. That's it's twice we're just like swerving towards things that like will take me dark, 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 right. dark, dark, staying away. Yeah. Okay, so we are, at the time of recording this, it's before the San Jose match tonight. There's one more preseason match tonight. Right, yeah. And uh, I think it's San Jose. I think you're, I think I you're right. That. No, you're right. So we don't know the result of that, but going into this, we're looking at a Seattle team that went to California, went to Tucson, and came home with zero points from the entirety of the preseason. Right. Hopefully that'll change tonight. We don't know that yet. So I'm saying, um, are we... <laughs> should we be in freakout mode? <laughs> It's it's hard to know anymore, right? right? Like the um I there was something about this preseason where every time the Sounders lost, uh, I mean, granted they were playing a mix of rosters. They were playing 15-year-old kids from S2 now known as Tacoma Defiance. Uh they were playing Definitely uh, Tacoma. <laughs> definitely Tacoma. They were playing guys uh that were trialists on the team, super draft people that they probably won't even sign um or they might get contracts on uh Tacoma Defiance, right? So it's it's like you take everything with a grain of salt because they're not throwing out their first team lineup basically ever they did once and they didn't win that game either but again they're swapping people out left and right you know well, and that first team lineup that they threw out didn't right. have raul Rui diaz sure. it didn't have uh kim kihi right. whatever his name is that's playing with that number three that jonathan brand. campbell yeah another hey. he's you know he's almost as handsome as brad evans so he's filling in that three you number. shut your <laughs> mustache mouth sir <laughs> If there was ever a time, uh, deserve it or not, that, that there should have been a number retired from the Seattle Sounders FC, I want to see that Brad Evans jersey, number three. It's too late now, though. They're letting some other dummy run around in it. I was looking at a history uh, tangent tangent again. Yeah. I was looking at a history of like all of the numbers that different Sounders players have worn. So, you know, how many players have worn the number two? You know, you have like DeAndre yeah. Edlin and Clint Dempsey and, and they're, I think Facito, Mike Facito a while back. How many players have worn, you know, the number? Meat? Meat, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's Brian Stretzer's nickname for Facito. <laughs> uh, then, uh, and I was looking at the number six, and it was Osvaldo Alonso, two thousand nine. So if, it, if I think there's only one player that's ever worn I, six, is one of those numbers that you can't retire because it's such an important like yeah, number. Anything for a, one to eleven, sure, you can't right. get rid of. But still, man, yeah. So yeah, you're looking at a bench in that game where you have the starting the starting eleven out there, and yeah. that's Bruin and Ship and right. Ladero, and then like still. Jordy Delem and some right. guys that like aren't going to be starters. Wingo is your right back or left back. And right while you right. have a ton of depth that's just either on the bench or didn't dress. Like Raul Ruiz Diaz didn't even dress. <laughs> the the Nacional friendly that they played at CenturyLink Field, uh, Stefan Fry was doing like a Twitter Q&A halftime. Uh, Stefan, yeah. <laughs> like, tell me about your wrinkly dogs. <laughs> do they like each other? They do. They don't have a choice. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they do. They have tattoos like you? <laughs> Not yet. Not in America. <laughs> to Mexico. <laughs> um, but 
you look at that, and so it's hard to say, like, you finally see some names on the field that you're, like, excited about mm-hmm. because you maybe know them, and most people don't follow the depths of the academy and right. S2 or definitely Tacoma or whatever. And so you don't know, like, who a lot of these people are, and then you see them getting beat up, and you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. Don't worry, the players are still there, but we still haven't seen the top-paid guys come out on yeah. the pitch. And so I say we don't freak out yet, but you look at that list of people that aren't there, and you notice that one of the people that's not on the field, Osvaldo Alonso. Yeah, Ooh. that's massive. But at the same time, you look at like how you're filling that gap, and and I think there's a lot that's changed over the off season. Um, the, the 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 difference this year in this off season is that the Sounders didn't lose anybody to an ACL injury, aka Jordan Morris, and they haven't lost like any anybody to any major injuries. We're not like waiting on somebody to come back mid season in order to put make a push, right? Right. So like the Sounders, yes, their team is relatively unchanged coming from uh, the off season, which last season when that happened people were outraged because we didn't have a true forward we didn't have somebody who could fill that role even Jordan Morris was kind of like a can he do it uh, if, if he was healthy well and you look two seasons ago right. uh, or three seasons ago a bunch of goals more than right. a dozen the next season three goals exactly and there was like huge question marks yeah. over his head like is he the real deal or right. is he going to be a, kind of like a supporting role which you don't expect from him especially uh, with his speed so we see him come onto the onto the field after a year of not playing. Do you think that there was, do you think that was beneficial to get the pressure off of him, or do you think there's more pressure now? It's it's I think it's different because <clears throat> for the first time the Sounders are going into the season with a true. Uh, you can almost pick their starting eleven based on who's healthy, right? So you've got the four guys in the back. Um, I think Roman Torres has truly lost his job to Kim Kihi at this point. Absolutely. Uh, so you got Kim Kihi and Chad Marshall in the middle. Yeah. You got Nuhu and Kelvin Leardam on the on the outsides, or Brad Smith. So I think that you have a little excuse uh, me, Brad Brad Smith, Brad Brad Smith. <laughs> Thank you taking over uh, Nuhu Tolo's spot. Um, to, but Nuhu fighting for that spot. You've got in the midfield. This is the first time where he. Uh, Without Ozzy Alonso, you don't have a real competition for the midfield. You play a a double pivot of uh, Gustav Svensson and Christian Roldan, providing a ton of cover for each other. Both of those guys, really great defensively and really great offensively. So you know that if one of them is getting forward, the other one's going to cover for that guy. Um, And then on the outside, now I think Jordan Morris has a a true role where he's not you know, kind of, he's playing on the wing. You've got Victor uh, Rodriguez, who's going to be healthy on the on the left. Both of them kind of playing as inverted wingers, meaning that they are, you know, Jordan Morris is left footed, playing on the right. Victor uh, Rodriguez is right footed. Play- is he right footed? He's right footed. I, I think. thought Jordan Morris was right footed, playing on. Oh right, right. yeah, sorry, right footed. He's playing, playing on, on the, the right. Left. Yeah, he's oh, playing, he on, the, playing on, the, on his okay. natural position. Okay. Yeah, scratch everything I just said. <laughs> uh, but so you've got. Uh, Victor Rodriguez and Jordan Morris both healthy, um, both playing on the wing, and then you've got Rudiaz and uh, Ladero as your your nine, your nine and your ten, right? <clears throat> so I think for the first time you've got a Sounder squad that doesn't have to be changed in order to look good going into the into the season. Now and you got a little bit of depth. I mean, you're right. looking at a Harry Ship in there. You're right? talking Will Bruin, Harry Ship. Um, you got a guy who got a ton of MLS minutes last year in Handwala Buana. Yeah. Um, you've got Jordy Delem, another guy that got a bunch of minutes last year, a younger guy. Um, you've got Nuhu Tolo playing behind Brad Smith as a. You know what I mean? You've who do got, you start uh, between those? Assuming that the in the off season Tolo uh, Nuhu made a. <laughs> 
He's making it difficult for everybody because, you know, the $55,000 man is definitely <laughs> trying to get paid a deal right. if you come and get him. But right. like also he kind of got on the Twitter and was talking to some other clubs. Saying he's going to go play for say, Olympic yeah. Marseille. Yeah. And then that didn't materialize and everyone's kind of mad. It seems like they're kind of mad at him. I would be if it was my club or whatever. But also he's like an exciting, young, hungry, one of those guys that makes big airs, but yeah. also makes big plays. And he's playing, and, he, and it's not like... And he's got G.I. Joe legs, and like, <laughs> I, like, I just want to see all of that, but there's no denying the fact that Brad Bradsmith is like a big, strong... He's a Premier League, he's signed technically to a Premier League team, right? He's, yeah, and so he has the quality that's, I mean... Just on paper, the quality right. is so much better. But I don't know. Like, and he played in last season when he played when he was first playing. He looked great. He he went down with an injury. Didn't quite look the same after that. Couldn't yeah. get match fit. He's had a full off season with the team to uh, get acquainted and, and and get to know the guys on the back line. So you you got to assume that he's going to come back. He's got he's got quality crosses. His crossing is a lot better than Nuhu's. His his defense looks a little safer than Nuhu's. Yeah. He's a guy that I think will will get the nod. Um, but I don't think Nuhu who's fallen out of the graces of Schmetzer because like even during the preseason after his flirtation with uh, Olympic Marseille in France uh, he came back and wore the captain's armband for like the last 15 minutes of a game and you don't you don't just like toss that around willy-nilly yeah. you know what I mean that's a thing I mean that's a, like, probably a thing to get him yeah get, get him straight. back connected yeah. to this team right so my question originally was should we freak out yet and I'm gonna go ahead and say <laughs> no i my heart says yes that we should be freaked out that we're going to start another five months of yeah hot garbage right but there's one key factor that we haven't seen yet that i think is going to make the difference in preseason in the first four matches two goals zero wins and both of the goals were kind of the same play down the wing get it in the middle make something of it on Mm -hmm. a cross right the thing we haven't seen this year one of those being from brad brad smith by the way right looked great yeah the thing that we haven't seen yet this year really at all is the guy who came in mid-season, played 14 games, and scored 10 times, mm. Raul Rui Diaz. Yeah. Now, he's not your Obafemi Martins, I don't think. We'll find out. Right. But the fact that the main goal scorer hasn't been involved in anything yet says to me that there might be a slow start, but that eight-digit you know, uh, salary that he's got going... That might be where we see a difference after, if he's not full-on getting minutes on the field right now with the team, give him a couple to get started against FCC and whatnot, and maybe we'll see something that's... Because he came in mid-season when teams are supposed to show, or guys are supposed to show up and be no good until the next year, and was good. Yeah. I mean, the the Sounders have been missing a 20-goal scorer uh, uh, for a while, basically. Uh, Haven't had somebody score 20 goals for this team uh, I think ever I think the the scoring record on the team is 17 um, so at that rate Rui Diaz is your guy that comes in and is your potential 20 goal scorer the Sounders have been missing the combination play that they had with Clint Dempsey and Obafemi Martins we were just talking about that a little bit earlier today is that who who comes in and is can Ladero and uh, Raul Rui Diaz be that uh, can they build up that kind of chemistry and with half of a season to play i mean those guys got started clicking pretty fast uh 10 goals in 14 matches is insane 
Uh, if he had a full season with that team, he now he's had a full off season. That's he's 24 had a full more season. games. That's 24 more games. That's a 25 goals season. And with him, the Sounders went almost 10 straight, setting an MLS record for yeah. most wins in a row, or tying an MLS record, whatever. Uh, so that's why I'm going against my own gut. Exactly. My heart yeah. says that it's going to be a slow start, but sure. like, no. Ladero, Roldan, Raul Ruiz yeah. is going to be a really difficult, it's going to be a strong spine to this team right. when you put Chad Marshall and Kim Kihi right behind all of it. That's a really strong spine. It's going to allow the the wings to really open up. Again, I think your Brad Brad Smith is the way to go yeah. on that. V-Rod in front uh, with Jordan Morris on the other side overlapping with Kel- Kelvin Leardham. Yeah. If, now, I don't know how much defense Jordan Morris is going to play to get sure. back, but that's where you have your rolled on But that's again. the thing is that you've got some... I think this is the first time where you, I, you look at this team and there isn't a clear and obvious um, gap that you have to fill like there was going into the last season, like there was going into the season prior sure. when you were like worried about defense and you didn't have a guy like Kelvin Leardam and you were still kind of relying on Roman Torres and you didn't really have somebody locked down on the left other than Nuhu Tolo who thankfully came in and like filled that spot but you were really worried going into that season about the defense and then and then last season you didn't have a striker and Jordan Morris was sidelined for the year with an ACL but but at no time was I expecting him after three goals the previous season. At no time was I expecting last year to be him to be the answer. Right. They had to splash some cash. Right. And I think this is the first time that um that Garth Lagerway, the Sounders GM, has said or has made no moves in the offseason that and I've been like, Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Don't so, spend don't spend the money on something that we don't need. I, I look forward to seeing how they develop the central defense. Yeah. Because Chad Marshall Though we love him, I mean, how many more seasons does that guy have at the top level of MLS? Uh, It brings me to an interesting question that I was asked. I got a, someone reached out to the Full 90 Extra Time on Twitter. They're a podcast from the UK called MLS... MLS UK Show. MLS UK Show. I should know. I went on the show (laughs) to talk to them. But they, uh, a couple British guys, Elliot and Henry, that are legit they're really great and they are focusing all of their british energy on following mls i can't imagine why but but it's because they're a bolton and a norwich fan that's why fair (laughs) sorry henry and elliot if you're listening but they're um you know they've they've really invested they know they're following the league closer than i am Mm -hmm. and so that might be a fun way to shout outs to them it might be a good listen to be able to go hear uh this pod on theirs talking yeah. about stuff, but also to like find out more about MLS as a whole. Something that I keep telling myself every season I should do. I should learn more about the league, the league so that way yeah. when teams come here that I can watch. But it yeah. is just not as good as watching Premier League, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and I don't I don't have anything invested in these other teams. I have the same problem with baseball. I only know the Mariners. I don't know anyone else. Fine. Yeah. Um, but they asked me a question while I was on there. A couple that uh, that I want to bring up to you because it was, I didn't get a chance to hear your response to this. If you could add one player to the Sounders squad to help bolster it a little bit, you have to pick a person from MLS. Who are who comes to mind? Who are some guys that you wouldn't mind seeing, and why would you add them to the to the squad? I said, I don't know. I don't follow the <laughs> league. And they said, Wow. Well, at least your team will always be number one for you. And I said, Well, yes. So, uh, Ozzy Alonso. <laughs> I mean, aww, aww. I I actually yeah. believe that. Yeah, like, no, that's, of course. I think a humongous loss. It's all yeah. it's all on. I like Christian Roldan. Right. It's all on him to prove that he can fill that gap. Sorry, guy. 
but that's kind of where it's at. Who's who else is going to play central mid? Gustav, yeah, yeah, Gustav Svensson, Christian Roldan, Jordi Delem. Uh, that's kind of your. Those are your guys. Alex Roldan, maybe. Alex Roldan, yeah. He's yeah. kind of a little more, yeah, more of a forward. Yeah. Anyway, so if you're going to add a guy, you look at the Sounder squad right now, who are you going to add? Uh, Ghostbusters! <laughs> Hang out. We'll get uh, Brandon's response to that here next on the Full 90 Extra Time podcast. Okay, Brandon, before we went to break, I had the question for you. If you could add, this is a question coming from MLS UK show, uh, MLS themed podcast from the UK. I had the chance to ask, they asked me, and I'm asking you now, if you could add any player from MLS to Seattle Sounders FC squad, who would you pick? Maybe give me a few mm-hmm. people that you're looking at the league. Uh, Ozzy Alonso is what we said before break, yeah, yeah. which would be awesome. Who else? I think it's it's funny because we just got done saying out there. There's no like clear, obvious gaps that the Sounders need to fill, right? Right. Um, I think maybe the only spot that you look at is right back, Kelvin Leardam. He looks. He's been looking. He looked good the first when we first brought him on. You know, had kind of a wishy washy season last year. Sure. So who knows? But I don't know that I would bring. I would if I'm. This that's not the most exciting answer is to go. Who's the best right back in MLS and bring that guy? Like that's not a fun answer. Um, that's I, funny because I said that because I was like I don't really know. Right. But I think that you look at the left back position and we played this game when Jovan Jones left. Sure. And who do you bring in? And it's like not knew who is probably not the answer until he matures a little bit and they brought someone in and I'm like oh that's great yeah so it really those winger backs are kind of like a big deal look at losing DeAndre Yedlin yeah. I would kill to have that guy still on the squad for sure anyway um so I think my answer I look to New York New York Red Bulls and I think both both options in my mind live on that team the first one is just a player that I admire and respect and sure. think is like one of the best that the league has ever had and that's Bradley Wright Phillips yeah man I think having a tall forward was something the Sounders have been missing since they lost Eddie Johnson. Uh, I won't tell Will Bruin you said that. <laughs> well, having a tall, a tall, quick guy, technical, um, he scores in creative ways. I think Will Bruin's great, don't get me wrong, but he's a hold-up guy. You mm-hmm. know, he's he you, you throw him up there to allow your smaller guys, your number 10, your number 9, to like work around him. Uh, I think a guy like Bradley Wright Phillips, who is creative, who's fast, who 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 can score a lot of goals, a lot of different ways. He's a guy that uh, if you could bring him in and he had the chemistry with a guy like Ladero and Rui Diaz, he he could be a great uh, a great addition to that front line. Well, you're talking about a guy who I'm gonna look it up, but who puts up 20 20 goals a season. Yeah, Bradley Phillips. And yeah. that's always a big it's always a big gap. And like you want to make that run against like. This is another question for a minute. You like look at who the biggest opposition is in the Western Conference and kind of figure out how you're going to beat them later in the season. Right. And then you want to try and put up a fight against an Atlanta, against a New York Red Bulls, if, right. considering... The two you, teams competing for the Supporter Shield last season. Now, right? like, in the last couple seasons, whoever has gone to MLS Cup has been hot garbage the following year. <laughs> right. Uh, it happened to Seattle a couple times. Uh, happened to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, and so like that's... My premise is weak, but I'm just saying, like, if you assume that that's the level of competition you're going to be going up against, how do you compete against that? And it's right. either like buckling down and building the impenetrable defense and hoping to have a guy who puts in 15 goals this season, or do you have to like be quick and attack and have a 20 goal and a 15 goal se- uh, player on right. the field? And so Bradley right. Wright Phillips, I think, fills that gap pretty nicely. I think my second answer, uh, <clears throat> and this is. This is one that I don't know how if it'll like irk Sounders fans or if it will um, 
I don't know how how I even I feel about it, but it's Aaron Long, center back for for uh, New York Red Bulls. No, no, no. Hold who on, also hold on. used to play for the Sounders. That's a name that, <laughs> that that's been here before that we didn't appreciate when it happened, right? Right. Yeah. So Aaron Long was a guy uh, played for the Sounders, played for S two at the time when I worked there. Um, I like how you say tall about Bradley Wright Phillips at five eight. <laughs> He, he seems taller to me. I don't know. He seems like a taller guy. Real quick, in, uh, in uh, Bradley Wright Phillips' goals in 2018, 20, 17, 24, 17, 27. 27 in 2014, when the, the year that the Holy Sounders crap. won the, the supporter shield. That's crazy, dude, that he's, you know, that's 100 goals, like 106 goals in MLS. Yeah. That's nuts. Okay, so sorry. So Aaron Long. So Aaron Long is the other guy Def- that I bring in. Was he in. Defender of the Year? He Whoa. Go ahead, just it's fine. Um, I don't remember. He was so he's a guy who's really come into his own with New York. He won the USL Supporter Shield, um, or sorry, whatever they call it, the USL Championship yeah. in in uh, two years ago with New York Red Bulls two. He won Defender of the Year last year. As, as so he went from Seattle to where he was like Red toiling. Bulls USL? He was toiling with S two basically at the time. Sounder uh, Ezra Hendrickson, the coach at the time, who's now coaches with LA, was trying to get Aaron Long, who was a defensive midfielder, to come into his own as a center back. He's like, look, man, you're not a defensive midfielder. You're a center back. And he was like, no, no, no. I want to play this other position. I want to play forward. I want to play, you know what I mean? And he goes to New York and they're like, dude, you're a center back. And he listens to him and he plays center back and becomes defender of the year with New York. He just picked up a massive extension, a huge contract with that team. He's a quality, quality player. The Sounders let him go. I think there were some attitude issues when he was here in Seattle at the time. Sometimes it takes a little bit of a kick in the dick like that to like having to get pawned off somewhere else yeah. before you eat your pride a little bit maybe yeah. but now you see that guy and you see him tearing it up with new york i wouldn't i wouldn't mind especially with a couple aging center backs and ramon torres and chad marshall uh and you've got a guy who's come in from chicago like jonathan campbell who you know was on the bench with, with see the dog lover guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean I, the, the guy enjoys <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sorry uh so he he he's uh, so you you've got kind of a younger guy back there, but I think having a a quality starter at the age of somebody like Aaron Long um, would be at center back. He's the kind of guy that I'd bring in. A- another one of those guys that I bring in. I like the stat that's on the Wikipedia for USL Cup. Also, players receive no prize money from the league for winning it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Bradley Wright Phillips, Aaron Long, two of those guys. I think there's plenty of others. I mean, there's the obvious choices. Piotti from Montreal. I like um, Carlos he, he's Vela. Older, yeah, Carlos Vela. For, yeah. I just think about like... But if, I love Ladero, too. Like, that's but, the thing. But if, if you, Lerda, Ladero, if Lodero... Lodero. If he gets hurt... Bongiorno. <laughs> he has to go back to Uruguay, then... <laughs> Who do we put next to him? Like no, but it's in all seriousness, if, yeah, who's your backup number ten right now? Yeah, like, and question. I bet you there. I mean, Harry Ship is kind of maybe. Yeah. I think he's got it, man. I think, think Harry Ship's got a, it. I think he's got such, had such a great season last year, and he's just always overlooked that sure. Harry Ship, and of course the supporter section, the seamen, <laughs> would uh would and women, <laughs> um, the seamen and women, sea <laughs> hmm. women doesn't quite no. no. Sorry, ladies. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but yeah, I think that maybe he's not ideal. Who played like when he was hurt before, or like when he's off on international duty? When who was Owen oh, Ladero? Yeah, off on... like what do you do? Just like hope yeah, that Jordy Jordy Dela Jordy Delam and Henry Wingo and 
who knows, man? Handwall Abuana. So there you go, man. Right. So like, there's the problem. You need to figure out depth at at that position and that yeah. kind of playmaker center of the field can play can get back and play a little defense, but can also think, feed the ball up to Raul Ruiz. I think Rubius. Christian Roldan slots up into that spot, and you put Jordi Del- Delem in into his role. Because Christian Roldan is wearing number 10 for the U.S. national team when he's called up to them. He's kind of playing a dual number 10 role with them. And I think that his while his defensive capabilities as, as a destroyer, kind of as a box-to-box kind of midfielder, yeah. are great, uh, he's also got an eye for a pass. Um, you know, I would say that there are a couple points that you could say – you could have looked to him in the offseason where he was playing with the U.S. national team where you're like, hey, Christian, that's a pass right there. If you pass that, that's a goal. If it's if you don't pass it, it ends up how it did. But he's he slots up to a number 10, and then you bring in a backup where you have a little bit more depth in Do you think midfield. six or five or six years ago, if you had the same problem, you could have slotted Ozzy up up, uh, up front a little bit more? He's not quite. He wasn't quick <laughs> enough, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. And, he I has mean, an eye the, for a pass, though. He's, he's got an eye for a pass. He's good hold-up play. Uh, but I think I think... As much as I hate to say it, I think losing Ozzy is going to is going to move this team into a new direction where you, you aren't reliant on kind of a key pivot in the midfield where you can have two guys that can get up and down the field um, and yeah. you spread the love a little bit more. Uh, and, and especially when one of those players who's uh, the heir apparent to, to Ozzy's role in Christian Roldan, um, who the Sounders, by the way, locked down for like five more years and a ton of cash. Cool. Um that's that guy comes in. I think I think the Sounders are in a good spot in the midfield. But yeah, you're right. Like there isn't a clear one to one replacement for Ladero, and and that's a tough person to replace. Right. And so I just don't know who the name is that even is that like the backup player sure. that's like trying to prove themselves. I don't know. Like we we saw it three years ago that Roldan was gonna be the next Ozzy, and now this is the natural progression. I'm sure Ozzy gets it too. I hope that they'll bring him back, let him retire a Sounder, yeah, like the, that type of thing. Anyway, one day contract. Yeah, yeah, that type of thing yeah. because obviously. No one wants to see him do anything, but I think even Minnesota fans will like be stoked to have him, but also get that like I think it's a neat little neat little part that the last home match of the season mm-hmm. is against Minnesota, yeah, and so that's pretty cool that he'll get to come home for that final match and right. see us, and it, and it won't be. I think it's a good cap to the end of the year, especially when they don't make the playoffs and. We do not that I'm playing, but that was another question that they asked me about. Like, where do you see Seattle come? playoffs in 2019 and my answer well let me ask you where do you see seattle if uh at the end of the season i think our competition this season isn't in the western conference and it's in the eastern conference i think the sounders will finish top two again i really do yeah. considering considering what it took last year the like the herculean second half of the season effort in order to get up to that position uh, at the end of the year last year um i think that the sounders are capable of that again i don't think that there's a clear western conference team that can that is just going to I, uh, kansas city it might be one sure. of those teams that there's that, a few like, that always show up but yeah. i think that i think that the sounders could go top i think the sounders could go top i mean you've got your la's both of those teams can always compete but I think lafc the could go top. to me is a threat i i perceive uh, portland is always a stinker for sure. us or yeah. fartland sorry and uh sporking is like the right. those are like the three teams that i'll keep my eye on without knowing anything about them yeah. right now i i think that Rui diaz delivers I think Seattle is in contention for Supporter Shield. Mm-hmm. I, I think that there's that this is a strong enough squad that from the back two pairing to the front, up that spine is going to be really tough to stop. 
Um, it's so strong that this that we're going to have a lot of options as long as they have that play fun, attractive football. You know what's actually really exciting to me is that I think this might be one of the first seasons in a while that I think that the Sounders can truly compete for the Open Cup. Oh, I think that you we're, just what we're talking about with the depth, the kind of depth that we have on the bench. Your depth is Will Bruin and Harry Ship and uh, Buana and Ramon Torres like these these are guys uh new who like these are guys that can that I think when you throw out your backups uh your mostly backup squad into a into an open cup match against a USL team oh. or against uh um you know a Timbers backup squad for instance I think that this is the first time the Sounders can actually compete the team that they threw up against um <laughs> they, they threw out against uh Nacional the other day yeah. um was a solid That's open, a US cup open cup team. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? Absolutely. That's a great way of putting it because your main guys were on the bench. So when right. you're playing at Starfire, or weren't even on the bench, they weren't even dressed. When you're playing a match at Starfire or right. whatever, you kind of expect that. Actually, in Tacoma at this point. Oh, are they not going to play? Think, yeah, they're playing in Tacoma for U.S. Open Cup. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. At Cheney? Yeah. Weird. Crazy, right? My mind is blown. Hey, either way, but like, I mean, you're not going to throw out that team. Uh, you you'll throw out that team against. Uh, you know, Orange County Blues or who, sure. whatever USL team comes up and plays against you uh, against Nacional. Yeah, we lost two nothing, um, but that's one of the biggest teams in South America, right? You throw this team out against a USL competition or you even backup MLS competition, you're looking at a pretty good squad, pretty competitive match. Final thing from the preseason that you bring out, you're going to throw up kind of the second squad. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this kid that's playing definitely in Tacoma. This Daniel Leva. Yeah. 15 years old, looking like he could have a first team spot in the right. coming year, right. years. Tell me about him. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Leva, uh, I think is how you say his name. He He's looking good. He's He became like the second youngest player ever to uh, appear in USL last season. He got a professional contract with the Sounders, came through the Sounders Academy. Um, he's not from Seattle, but he's from one of those other homegrown territories that the Sounders have... <clears throat> somehow locked up through some weird legal mechanism um but uh, great player uh he he looks great on the ball he's a like kind of a defensive mid um just really solid player they they, they threw him against nacional right and he did not look out of place as a 15 year old kid playing against big south american competition yeah they he's playing in uh preseason against you know uh, Portland and RSL and Dallas and, and he'll probably get some minutes against San Jose um, and and he's still one of these only one of those only Tacoma guys still training with the first team in preseason so obviously the Sounders see something in him I think the they want to lock him up sooner rather than later and the the reason is not because they want a good player on their squad but because I think when Europe comes sniffing around for the, a player like this at 15 years old of this quality you're going to want to get cash for it. <laughs> that's that's I, I in in like the super, you know, like pessimistic way of looking at this is that you don't want to let this player go away for free. Yeah. Um because if you can keep him great and that's my preference obviously, I want a great young uh homegrown player on this squad to just tear it up at 16 years old or however old he is. He's our own Alfonso Davies, right? He's our uh who Vancouver sold to Bayern for millions of dollars and are now using that money to reinvest in the club. Um or it's George Bellow to, in Atlanta. It's fine right? to be a selling team. It's, right. it's fine to admit what the limits are of MLS competition right. and 
start being a place where these young kids can find a way into massive, massive leagues and then be able to pad your depth and win a competition. He's DeAndre Yedlin five years earlier, yeah, basically, it's, in a different okay. position. Yeah. You look at uh, Almiron, play, you told me this today, that you watched the first half of the uh, Newcastle United match and that he was the best person on the pitch. Yeah. And that's a guy that played in MLS six months ago or less than that yeah at yeah. MLS Cup ago. like yeah. he like lifted MLS Cup and then went and joined a bottom half of the table Premier League, Premier League side, side yeah. club I mean that guy's going to big places it sounds like right. uh, as long as he keeps on this trajectory why not have a kid that does that and why not be the facility for that and then why not show other kids around uh, the you know uh, throughout North and South America that this is the place where you can land and then make it to the big right. club that'd be a great title to have until MLS until everyone dies of brain damage in the NFL and yeah. people stop like yeah. me stop letting their kids play sports like that that's a joke I don't want anyone dying of brain damage but right. the idea being that like once the once all of the NFL owners own an MLS squad. <laughs> Uh, then the then the league gets really exciting and then we start buying. But right, right. now we're a selling league. Yeah. And it's, I think I think that um long story short is that if they can keep this guy around, if they can start getting him minutes at 15, 16 years old, that's awesome. Um yeah. but you know, he's going to tear it up in USL this season. I I have no doubt. Um if they can lock him down and, and get him some first team minutes, that'd be uh it'd be amazing to see him play in Seattle before he moves on. Cool. Uh, final question for you about this. Uh, I know I said that with this last question, but I thought of something. I just want your gut reaction to this. Is Roman Torres not playing in the preseason because he got sent home for not being ready? We don't know. No one knows. But Nobody knows. Uh, my gut reaction is yes. I, I think there were rumors that LAFC was sniffing around. There were rumors that Cincinnati was trying to get him. Um but he's still here. Neither of those teams picked him up. And it's not that they didn't have their opportunities. And I don't think that the Sounders were so beholden to him that they were like holding out for a high price for for him. Uh, I think that it's a fitness thing, which has been the issue, as we've seen. It's never been outright commented on. Uh, but who knows? My, my All speculation you had to do is was turn on the TV last year or show up to a match last year at the beginning of the season and see a kind of slow... Uh, out of shape guy out there. There's a reason we call him the biggest boy. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and no, like if he's walking down the street, like I'm not here to judge what sure. someone looks like or whatever. But when you show up to be a professional athlete and you're not in peak, you don't appear to be in peak condition, right? Because we can see it, <laughs> not because you got beat running and you. Anyway, yeah, it's not. Uh, I'm not here to body shame a guy. No. no. I do. I'll tell you this. I do want to eat at a Brazilian steakhouse with him because I think he would be put the, it down. Well, I think he'd be the most fun. Yeah, I think yeah. he seems like he is a hoot and a half. <laughs> do they serve owl at Brazilian steakhouses? Okay, so let's find out now. I don't know anything about FCC, FC Cincinnati, except for that they're obviously their best player is the commissioner of the FCC, Ajupai. But. I'm not really up to speed on this guy, except for I saw on their lineup that they have foe of Seattle Sounders FC. Uh, what's his, is it? Fernando? Fernando. Fernando. That's right. Fernando. Like someone made a typo and wrote Hershey's wrong like I did yesterday <laughs> on the internet. Fernando Adi is a former Fartland Timbers player who was supposed to be a breakout star, and I never really saw that come to fruition yeah. for him. Lands in Cincinnati. I bet you couldn't point to that. I, don't know, I can't 
personally point to it on a map, but I bet you he couldn't either before <laughs> the start of this season. And he's playing there. I don't know anything else about the team but that other than they're an expansion team. Yeah, Cincinnati, um, I mean, they've they've been a, a quality USL side for a while. Sure. Um, playing in that, that third division of, of American soccer. Um, they, they It's almost like they set out this season uh, during the offseason as they're picking up players to build their MLS roster to be the anti-Seattle Sounders. Short of signing Blas Perez, which would have been like the <laughs> oh, o- ultimate oh, 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 worth oh. thing. So say why. Because <laughs> he's retired, I think, Blas Perez is. <laughs> but why, do, why does everyone hate him? Oh, because he's terrible. And he played for <laughs> FC Dallas and he's a total butthole. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, I told myself in 2019 I'd stop saying nailed it. Sorry. Okay. Well, uh, but short of signing like somebody like that, when you say anti Sounders, you don't right. mean that they're they're built tactically differently than right. we are. No, they've gone and signed like guys like Fernando Adi, former Portland Timber, uh, you know, known rogue of the of the Sounders. They go and sign Kendall Waston, who's like the former Whitecaps dickhole they <laughs> so, they go inside Alvis dickhole yeah they go inside Alvis Powell who is another former he's former a real nostril Timbers that midfield. guy yeah, yeah he's a real nose hole uh, <laughs> so they, they've gone inside a bunch of guys like this but outside of that what I would say and what I think a lot of analysts would say about not calling myself an analyst I'm saying that a bunch of analysts would say about this team and I'm just repeating them is that Cincinnati's building their roster about around a bunch of guys who weren't necessarily destroying MLS and then a bunch of super draft picks who they pulled just out of college. And then they've gone and signed a bunch of uh, uh, guys who were on their USL roster. So That's cool. There's a lot of speculation. Yeah, it's great. Um, there's a lot of speculation that this team is going to do in their first season what Minnesota, what Minnesota United did in their first season which, which is, is suck <laughs> <laughs> they're going like they're they're going to want you know in their first first couple games their first being against Sounders in MLS history their first MLS history game is against the Sounders they're going to want to come out and win that that's what LAFC LAFC did last season um, their first MLS game in history was against the Sounders they came out and won it one nothing right um Cincinnati's going to want to do the same thing, but they don't have a Carlos Vela on their team. Sure. They don't have a... a it's a totally different Diego game. Diego Rossi or like all of these other players on their team who were good. They didn't go up they and pick quality... They don't have a Kova. <laughs> they didn't go up, go out, pick quality, uh, you know, MLS, MLS uh, yeah. starters. They went and picked guys who are on the tail end of their, of their MLS career and their MLS players. Real quick, just a side note. Uh, in the off season, I took a trip to Los Angeles, and we went to the California Science Center, mm-hmm. where they cram science and center into one word because there's a CE at the. It's very dumb. Science Center. Yeah, Science Center. <laughs> um, I don't know why I Oprahed that, but um, <laughs> but it shares a parking lot with uh, Bonk de California or sure. whatever it's called Stadium. Yeah. My God, driving up to that thing, it is. F- Gorgeous, pardon my swear, but that is a beautiful venue. I I couldn't. It made me want to watch soccer so badly yeah. to have that there. Like, lol, uh, laf or no, lol, whatever they're called, Galaxy. I can't even remember their dumb names. Yeah. They're so stupid. Um, <laughs> La Galaxy, like. You guys suck. Yeah. It's like the LAFC. Like, get rid of Galaxy. Who cares? Blow them up. Get rid of the Beckham statue and everything. Just like burn that to the ground. I want LAFC to be the LA team because it inspired me to love the sport. It's it's 
a beautiful facility and there's more of them in the same style that are built by the same guy yeah. like Orlando I think yeah, is yeah. similar or was it Orlando DC I think uh Minnesota Minnesota uh anyway there's it's just you you get to it and you're like oh my god this country loves soccer ah yeah. oh, so inspiring yeah. and so kudos to them for being able to attract people who want to play in LA right. being able to build a big squad the opposite of what FCC did <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it, it'll be interesting they're they're waiting on a new stadium to be built they're signing a bunch of guys who um hopefully they who have produced an MLS before let's just put it that way sure the 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 chances of them producing at the level that they're going to need to kind of compensate for the amount of USL talent that they signed I don't think it's going to happen they might show glimpses of quality and they might these guys that they signed from their USL side might develop into something special when put up against talent in the league that like they're going to see um but I I don't think that they're going to be they might be competing for sixth place that last playoff spot Okay, we don't have a name for this yet, but we want to try something new in the 2019 season and ask an important question at the end of each pod. And that's, what's the motivation for each squad as we head into this into this week's match? This week, the match is at CenturyLink Field, a home opener for Seattle Sounders FC Saturday, 7 p.m. Of course, I'm traveling like an idiot, so I'll have to watch it on TV. It'll be great. I hope John Champion does the play-by-play. I hope it is on ESPN. I haven't looked any of this up. Good luck, everybody. (laughs) It's Seattle Sounders FC versus FC Cincinnati, and I want to know what you think the motivation will be for Seattle to begin the season. I think motivation for Seattle is simple, and it's to come out swinging. It's to not do what they've done the last two seasons, which is waffle for half the season and and hope that they can put something together to make a playoff run. In waffle the, in is the not even fair. Like, no, they were stink. Yeah, you want? I'd take waffling. <laughs> it, it'd be good if they were like winning every third game, but but the last two seasons it's been rough for the first half of the season and it's become known as Soundersing which is sucking the first half of the season and doing something special during the second half and and that and we talked about this last season even when they're doing something special you're coming off of the heels of watching them be so for the first half that you're that you don't feel confident no matter how good they're playing i want to feel confident all season wrong all season long i think the sounders want that too that's their motivation in this first match mls uk show asked me what i what the expectations were come the end of the season and i said if seattle doesn't make the playoffs for the 11th time in 10 seasons that (laughs) the fans are going to that's it yeah there's no that will not be acceptable Brian Schmetzer or not like people are going to be very upset with the lineup that they have and the history combined it's going to be a tough one for yeah. uh, for whoever's running the show um, to be able to continue with that type of so it has to, playoffs or bust yeah so starting strong soon, I think starting like, like off out. the block yeah the Sounders have to win off the block and the the longer that they go without winning it's going it's it's just going to add to that question how about if you come out? What's the motivation for a um, for a FC Cincinnati? I think FC Cincinnati's motivation is to come out and prove all of the narrative that's being built around them right now yeah. wrong. Uh, prove prove it wrong that they aren't just basically don't be Minnesota. You know, don't be this team that built their team around to build their team around USL guys and 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 basically waffle for the first season um they their motivation is a lot like the sounders come out and start winning and show that you belong in this league um with the talent that you have on the team there's a reason you know you didn't just get brought in because you're a good market but you're a good team two things for them i just want them to know that if they start out slowly i've seen ocho cinco play in cincinnati (laughs) 
and in Seattle, and I'm just saying, give him a trial. Okay, if you need a guy to generate some ticket sales, some excitement, and probably some quality on the pitch, it's there. And there's probably a Texas a Texas city that wants to steal an Ohio team. <laughs> Austin. Secondly, if you are FC Cincinnati and you can't get your stadium built because the ballet is mad at you. <laughs> True well, story. LOL. <laughs> oh, God, that would be funny. Okay, time for TLDL. Too long, didn't listen. You made it this far, tuned out like you're truck driving through I-90 through the, I don't know, the pass. Between both Ohio teams. <laughs> there you go. What do you got there, Brandon? Uh, I think too long, didn't listen. FC Cincinnati sure is in anatomy. Oh, because of the butthole, dick hole, and nose hole? <laughs> It's exactly right. <laughs> TLDL, uh, Sounders have their strongest spine since 2014. That's something to look at. I mean, it could be yeah, It could awesome. be amazing. It could be like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying to not get too ahead of myself, but I'm hoping that we don't Sounder <laughs> the beginning of the season. <laughs> Try not to get too ahead of myself, says the guy who predicted the Sounders might win the supporter shield earlier in the pod. There's 24 teams that might win it, Brandon, okay? <laughs> I don't even know how many teams are in the league, but it sounds right. It's a lot. <laughs> uh, lastly, too long didn't listen. See you all in July. Roman Torres. <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I don't, he's wonderful. I really, I really appreciate him. Except get him for on when, the pod. Except for when he's playing forward. That drives me crazy. Yeah. All right. It's time to take a peek into the mystery that swirls within the Crystal Pepsi ball. Brandon, what do you see for this weekend? 7 p.m. Century Link Field on a Saturday night. Seattle Sounders FC welcome FC Cincinnati. And I'm talking in my broadcast voice again. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to go Sounders 2-0. They're going to blank FC Cincinnati in their in their first MLS game. In FC Cincinnati's not inaugural match. In their- See Twitter to find out what that means. <laughs> so dumb. 2-0 uh, Sounders with goals from Ruiz Diaz and Ruiz Diaz. I'm going to say 7-0 Seattle with a double hat trick for Ruiz Diaz. It's like one of those Sherlock Holmes hats. (laughs) 